0: The Retirement Remix, Episode 7 with Gary England, General Counsel for Signature Wealth Group in Oakland, California.
1: You're listening to The Retirement Remix Podcast with award-winning financial advisor, host, author, and founder of a thriving financial planning company, Chip Munn. Here you'll get a regular dose of real-life retirement stories and inspiration from incredible, unique people just like you. Each episode features interviews with entrepreneurs, local business owners, CEOs, world travelers, and community leaders. Listen in now to be inspired, find direction, and build your own Retirement Remix.
0: Welcome back to the Retirement Remix. I'm your host Chip Munn, and today I'm joined by Gary England. Gary is the general counsel for Signature Wealth Group. Gary, welcome to the show. Hi Chip, glad to be here. Thanks. So Gary, you and I worked together for several years at our previous company, and so I know a lot about your background, but for the benefit of our listeners, tell us a, a little bit about yourself and, and kind of how you ended up here. Okay,
2: well, I am, uh, I describe myself as an HR guy who went to law school, not a lawyer who got interested in HR at, at some point, and so my entire career, Chip. I've spent the first few years, as you know, in private law practice, but then went in-house with one of my clients a big bank in Florida called Barnett Bank as their employment counsel. And I've always been in financial services with one foot in HR and the other in a legal general counsel type role. So after retiring in June of 2018, I took a few weeks off, six to be exact. And then, in conversation with you, when we were talking about Clemson and Alabama football, we decided that there might be some work that you needed done, and I had time to do it. And that's how this started.
0: So, just for my benefit, the last time Clemson and Alabama played in football, who won?
2: <laughs> yeah. I believe Clinton won. Twist yes. the knife
0: a little bit. We we've certainly traded victories here over the last handful of years, <laughs> but you know So, Gary, one of the things that I'm always curious of, and and kind of the conversations that I have with people, is how did it feel, or or what was the thought process in stepping away from kind of that corporate role? I, I've talked to a lot of people, and there seems to sometimes be some struggle with that. How how did that thought process play out for you? Well, for me, I
2: didn't really realize what an important part of my identity really was wrapped up in work. I had just about everything anticipated mechanically, but it just really was soul wounding for me not to have that work to do every day. And so it was a, a little bit of a shock to the system. I thought it was going to be great fun. Sure, it can be fun, but I was just missing something that I truly love to do.
0: It's interesting because I, I think that for a lot of people, you don't necessarily consider the, I guess, the, the ego component. What, what is the, what would you say has been the hardest part of dealing with that?
2: Well, I think from an just from an ego standpoint, you know, when you're in social settings and if you think about your normal conversation with somebody that you might meet in any situation, one of the first questions that get asked is, so what do you do? And when that word retirement came out of my mouth, it just did not seem right. I needed to find some expression of that through work signature my work with you and signature is one of those but there are other ways that I have found to to reconnect from that from that standpoint
0: so would you say that you know for you I know that you do a lot of things so you're not just an attorney or an HR person you don't just work it seems to me you found some other outlets for Finding connection. One of the things that I, I hear from people is that you know they've built a network, they've built a community and a, a connection. You've been able to do that not just in your work.
2: Well that is that's correct. The, you know the work the other work things I'm involved in is being an expert witness in trial matters, on things that I've been involved in in years past, but also serving as an arbitrator with FenRA but for me i am involved in several community organizations where i live and my church i'm a deacon in my in the episcopal church and in my congregation i spend a lot of my time there but all of those connections create work opportunities work opportunities create a chance to be connected through other community organizations so it's all very connected, creates opportunity for me post the corporate gig, if you want to call it that, that I had for so much of my life to uh, stay connected, but have some freedom of schedule to uh, do other things as well.
0: Now, one of the other things that you did kind of post your nine to five is you moved across the country. What's that been like?
2: I did. It's been uh, awesome. I have come out to Northern California for years doing recreational things. I'm not a skier, but the uh, opportunities for hiking and camping, whitewater are awesome out here from the Rockies West. Uh, Also spend a good deal of time in Hawaii, but it's a place to live so that I am nearest to all of those things. I'm in the hills of Oakland, California. And it's been a a little bit of a culture shock to actually live here full-time. You have to learn new grocery stores and all that. But you also, compared to where I've always lived in the Southeast, uh, the diversity of people is very different. It's caused me to grow in ways that I was not anticipating. And it's been a very good thing for me overall.
0: What would you say, Gary, has been the biggest change? So you've moved locations. seems to me like not continuing in your corporate role has allowed you some freedom in that regard. But what would you say has been the biggest change? Because for a lot of people, this is this is scary. Just the notion of not going to work every day, wondering whether or not they're going to have enough. What's been the biggest change? Because you've been through several in your kind of day-to-day life now versus what it used to be like.
2: So, the biggest change is I don't own as many neckties as I used to own. <laughs> I didn't realize how many. When I went through my ties when I moved out here, there were like close to 400 ties. I don't need 400 ties. The same with formal business attire. You know, I, I can't tell you how many suits and things that I gave away and dress shirts. Oh my God. So, the fact that i can put on jeans and sneakers and work from my deck out here looking out onto the bay has been a huge huge difference the other thing is not being in an office environment was an adjustment for me i'm used to the social interaction so the use of computer uh, zoom and other things to stay connected to people was something that I didn't do on a daily basis. I've had to learn how to do that and feel like I'm still on a team, working with the team, and not just a solo contributor sitting you know, in my home.
0: Sure. And, and I imagine, based on your previous role kind of in a home office, that the technology component was something that, that might have been a bit of a concern. You know, I, I talk with folks who are considering doing some consulting or going to work now with a smaller company and and doing more of a a down ramp, an off ramp, rather than a full kind of retirement. Technology can be concerning and and figuring out kind of the, the nuances of working from home. How have you found that adjustment to be doable?
2: Well, the, the technology learning the technology has not been so much a challenge, but the administrative side of being a consultant is not fun. When when I've always had some level of administrative support in a corporate nine to five role, not having that has been a big challenge for me because the three different they're really not employers, they're 1099 situations, but you have to to keep up with your own documents. For me as a lawyer, I'm admitted to practice in five states. I have to make sure I'm on top of what's due in terms of continuing legal education in each of those states and meeting the licensing requirements, just paying the bar dues and all of that. Is not something that I was used to doing. So I have to discipline myself to do those things that I, that somebody else used to do for me.
0: Yeah, I could see that. I'd struggle with that. So if you were talking to somebody, Gary, who was or who is sitting in a corporate job, doesn't really enjoy it anymore. What kind of advice would you give them in terms of do you wish you had made a change? What are some of the things that you'd consider? What what kind of advice would you give?
2: I can tell you, Chip, that the corporate environment can be a prison if you are not happy because you get locked into the income, the predictability of it. And my advice would be at the moment you start feeling that way. You're just admit that you're in the wrong type of work environment and spending 30, 40 years doing something in an environment that you don't enjoy is a tremendous waste of time and talent. If anybody's considering consulting, they like what they do. They just wish they were doing it in a different environment. You can get started consulting by networking and taking an opportunity to do work for somebody else while you're still in your corporate job, as long as it doesn't conflict with your corporate job. So I would recommend sticking your toe in the water like that, you get a taste of it, and then go from there.
0: So essentially kind of a dig your well before you're thirsty.
2: Exactly. Now, I can tell you one of the things I'm not doing that I may start doing again, I used to do it years ago, is teaching. That is, a, that is a role if, if you have any skills that would be good, at make you a, a good consultant, you are teaching somebody something. So I think that most people who would be a good consultant would be a pretty good teacher. And if you're in a corporate gig, that is one way to stick your toe in the water is go to a teaching opportunity somewhere, teach a class in your field and see how you like that. That's what I I have done in years like I said years ago, and I knew I would like working outside a corporate environment. You get sort of trapped in that, in the routine and the things that go along with it. So to totally get out of it is a too big a leap for some people, particularly if you're not at retirement age, but it's a good a very good place to start very good place to network
0: well and one of the things that we encourage people to do is to not look at it like an all or nothing i think that retirement can in in the old school sense can feel like you're standing over a cliff and, and you can see kind of that, that concept of retirement down in the ravine, but but you're way up top, and, and the gap is just too big. I, I think that what you're suggesting, Gary, it seems to me like is more of a, a slow walk down the hill of trying some different things. Uh, we have a kind of a, a personality type, an archetype in, in terms of the retirement remix that I call the scientist, and, and it's that person who tries a little bit of something and see how it works. And then if that's not quite it, they change a variable and they just do it a little bit along and along until they figure out kind of that right mix of time, activities, and money that seems to work for them. And that sounds a little bit like what you're advocating, whether it's somebody adds a a consulting job kind of on the side or picking up some teaching.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly
0: right. So if you look at your transition, for some people, uh, you mentioned earlier retirement, you're not retired, you're still out working plenty, just kind of in a different way. What are some hurdles that people kind of struggle with as they're, they're working through that process?
2: Well, for some people, if they've not planned well for retirement, the risk of that leaving that paycheck that comes in every two weeks or once a month is uh, very scary for some people. That's why I'm saying it, it's good. Maybe to stick your toe in the water and see what your successes might be like and how you feel about it before you totally leave that corporate gig. I've never met anybody though, Chip, who has left a corporate job and gotten into into a successful consulting role, who wasn't very very happy. They did it and wish they had done it years ago. So if you're talking about the obstacles, I think there's just fear of that change. And you know, if I had to be specific about it, you know, you're losing the income. You don't know how you might do without the structure that the big organization provides, but presuming you can cover the income piece, you fall into a different type of structure that you create yourself through your networking. And where I've needed help, there have been people out there that I've networked with that I can call and talk to. It's it's just a different type of support structure than a corporate environment.
0: Most definitely. And I think that it really boils down to what I'm hearing you say, Gary, is, is it's it's planning, but it's not just about planning for the paycheck part. I, I think there are a lot of people who think that retirement is just a financial thing. It's not. It, it, it's got a lot of components to it that are emotional, psychological. Dealing with things like you said, like structure, is I think the ideal way for folks who are considering it, if you're out there thinking you may eventually want to do something different, Gary, what I'm hearing you say is it's it's really a planning process for all of those things. And the more of them that you can plan for ahead of time, like you said, Gary, the, the income, the structure, the what would I do every day, the more of those you can kind of think through ahead of time, I'd have to think, Gary, the less fearful you would be in making a transition like that.
2: Yes, that's exactly right. Chip, you know, there are other sources of information. I did this a little bit when I decided I just could not be home all day without work that I had enjoyed for years being part of my life. LinkedIn, just for example, uh, gives you an opportunity to just throw something out there. Hey, I'm Gary England. This is what I do. I'm thinking about Getting into a consulting role in this area, I'd like to connect with like-minded people or others who might have some insight about this particular thing. And you'd be surprised the response you get back that's positive, people who are willing to just have a conversation with you about it and can help you think through logistically, depending on what it is you want to do and where you want to do it, how to get into that.
0: And that's not just professionals. That, that's folks who I, I would call like a retirementor. mentor. I mean, somebody who can say, this is how I've done it. This is how you can do these things. I, I think that that's a, you know, something, Gary, I hadn't spent a whole lot of time thinking about is the ability to reach out and use social media, not for finding a job, but really for figuring out how to go about looking for what's next. So Gary as you kind of have made this transition and it's obvious that it has been something that's been good for you what would you say has been your greatest kind of lesson in all of this
2: well one of the things that i think is the most important lesson is that when you when you go immediately from a corporate environment into a consulting role you're leaving something that was very predictable. You knew what was going to be, in most cases, successful every day when you got to the office, you had a routine, you knew what worked, you knew what didn't work, and all of that. When you get into a consultant role, as I have, you have to understand that you're going to have little hiccups, and you can't get discouraged by the hiccups. Whether that's a technology thing that you just didn't get quite right, or you realize that where you thought you were going to work from in your home is not, gee, I don't want to be looking at this wall every day. I need to move my desk in front of a window. Or maybe I don't need a desk. Maybe I just need a laptop and I'm going to move around all over my house. Or you solicit clients and you don't get the response you thought you might get. You just can't get discouraged because you have these little hiccups or disappointments as you go along. The more time that passes, you know, it's a numbers game in a lot of, a lot of ways. You will get it right. You'll figure out what works best for you. So that's it. It's just not getting discouraged if everything's not perfect every second of every day.
0: I think that's, that's great advice just for, for anybody. Nothing is or has to be permanent. You know, I, it's it's one of those things that I think that as I evaluate kind of these different opportunities with people, is reminding folks that that even making the decision to make the transition isn't permanent. You can always decide to go back and take another full time position somewhere different, perhaps maybe with a better strategy. I have a tool that I use with folks. I had a uh, was doing a a talk for a couple the other night. And, and one of the questions that came up was, well, can you help me figure out what I'm going to do next? And yes, <laughs> we can. It's really just a matter of sitting down and really laying out what you'd want your day to be like, what you, you want your life to be like. Because in a lot of cases, the only financial stuff is just figuring out how you're going to bridge the, the cash flow gap with savings. It can also be, how much money do I really need to make? And can I make that doing something that I enjoy? Or can I? how can I make it doing as little as possible? You know, everybody's goals are different. But I think it's important, Gary, just to, to remind folks what you said, which is don't get in discouraged. And from my standpoint, to put it a different way, none of this is permanent, or it doesn't have to be.
2: That's right. And just just for me personally... Although I have things to do for you and Signature and others in terms of a written work product or things like that, one of the things that I have always loved about my work is to be on call. And that may sound crazy to some people who want to walk out the door and not have to think about work or be bothered with work or a client. I'm the opposite. I love getting the phone call at the weird hour because somebody needs to talk to me and get my advice on something. That is very personally rewarding to me, probably the thing I enjoy the most about
0: my work. Being valuable. It took me a little while to figure that out. For sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, we don't just work for the money. We work because we get something out of it above and beyond that, or at least those of us who enjoy the work that we do, it's not just about the finances. It's about the things that we get, those non-financial benefits, like being valued and feeling like you're you're contributing. And, And I think for a lot of folks, that's part of what they miss. And I think that, Gary, it seems to me like you've done a good job of really making sure that you're kind of next step still gives you the ability to get a lot of the things that were important to you when you were working kind of in a more corporate position. Yeah,
2: absolutely, Chip.
0: Well, folks, if you're listening and any part of Gary's story resonates with you, I just want to remind you that it's completely natural that you'd be afraid of change. Uh, One of the easiest ways to begin getting over that fear is to have a plan, both financially and for these other things that we've been talking about. Gary mentioned teaching and consulting, trying to find ways to dip your toe in the water and to test things out before you make a bigger decision, and I couldn't agree with that more. And then also, just a reminder that it's okay to be afraid. Don't be discouraged by the hiccups, and nothing is permanent. And so, you can begin to kind of work with the idea of remixing your retirement without feeling like you have to jump off that cliff or that you have to make a big major change. Gary, I want to thank you for being on the show.
2: My pleasure, Chip.
0: And folks, if we can ever be of help, don't hesitate to reach out to me, Chip at signaturewealth.com. Shoot me an email. Be happy to have a conversation with you about how we might be able to help you figure out just what your next steps might be. We'll be back at you again real soon. Bye for now.
1: We've created a quick guide to help you get started. Go to the theretirementremix.com to download the six steps to finding your remix. Or go to signaturewealth.com to learn more about how our financial planners can help you. Subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts or listen at theretirementremix.com.